Welcome back to Hebrew Hits. I'm your host, Malia, and I'm so excited to finally be interviewing Baruch Menasha Adlin. He has created something extremely, extremely impressive for people who are starting out as a new parent and they have never done this before. You know, people go to college to become doctors. People go to college to become lawyers. Nobody goes to college to become a parent. So here I have Baruch Menasha Adlin on the show. He was previously an ABA therapist, and now he has a company called Accelerated Advancements that helps children behaviorally and socially in an innovative way. How are you doing today? And welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to be on here for a while also. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. So tell me before we get into exactly what you do, let's talk a little bit about your background. Where are you from? Okay, so I actually grew up in Lakewood, New Jersey, and I've basically been living here all my life. I'm still living here, and um, you know, it was a very different. It was a very different town in those days than it was a town. Now it's more like a city. Um, you know, more or less everybody knew each other. I'm saying, I think I basically knew at least of every single kid that was my age mm-hmm. um, that lives in Lakewood, and it was it was very nice. You know, um, I'm the second to youngest in my family so i have siblings that are quite a bit older than i am and as such i you know i i i'm from one of the youngest in my family i never really saw my parents bringing up little kids mm. for me it's like a new experience <laughs> so that is a that is an interesting point because when you see older children they take care of the younger siblings did your older siblings take care of you when you were growing up um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't have any siblings that were like close to me in age. I don't, I don't have any siblings, I should say, that were close to me in age. So, you know, my mother was home with me and um, my parents are, are, are very devoted. And, um, and my siblings definitely helped out, but my older brothers were like out of the house by the time I was growing up. They were in yeshiva, they were away. Right. Uh, my sisters did, did take care of me a lot, much like driving me around to here and there, you know. But um, but yeah, I was I was almost like an only child in a way because my siblings are so much older than me, and I have one younger brother that's like five years younger than me. I was a little bit, you know, almost like an only child. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so what I'm excited to talk to you about is, you know, people become parents and you have a story of your own, but people don't, they're not trained. People aren't trained. So walk me through, you got married and like, you're just thrown into fatherhood. Tell me how that was. Yeah. So Akshem, I got married pretty young, um, you know, I'm 23 and um, not even, and um, you know, less than two years later I had a baby. So the beginning is, the beginning is fine. I mean, I could still remember, you know, walking up and down the hallway in the middle of the night trying to get him back to sleep after, you know, after my wife finished feeding him. Um, and that, you know, that, that's like, it's enjoyable in a way. I mean, it's, you know, hard to be up in the middle of the night, but you know, like, this is what you want. You want this for your kids. And this is like part of the package. And, you know, as long as the child is an infant, it's easy. It's, they're cuddly. They're, they're enjoyable. You know, they're like, oh, this, you know, this yummy baby. Um, and it, 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 it's easy. It's really once they once they start talking and walking <laughs> and you almost feel like there are many adults. I mean, I could remember when my oldest was like, I, I think about three years old. And, and I'm, I just remember 
I remember this one instance, but the, you know, I think there were a lot of them where, like, we had he would transfer them out of a crib and into a bed. Like when they start climbing out of the crib, there's like no point. Um, so we transferred him out of the crib and into a bed, and I couldn't get him to stay in bed. I mean, I put him in bed, and he would come out and, and put him back in. He would come out, and I was like, you know, you, you can't do that, right? You have to, like, listen when your parents tell you, and this. I was getting so frustrated. I didn't know what to do. Um, I tried everything, like, everything that I thought of, and I, I just didn't know what to do. And I remember calling someone, um, actually, my Shiva. And I, I told him, like, this is what we're doing. This is what's happening. Or what do I do? And he said, oh, you know, it sounds like, you know, you should do it like this. And don't do it like that. And, okay. So I tried it, right? I, I went exactly what he said. And after, like, two or three times, I was like, I don't know. It, it, it's not. It's just not. Like, I can't do this anymore. It's just not, you know. And, and I gave up. <laughs> and Bakshan, you know, my kid's a great kid. But I, I just, you know, remembering back to that, it was, it was like, I didn't, it was only years later that I realized how right he was and how if, you know, if I would have understood then, I think, that what, like, what, what's behind it, you know, why he's telling me to do what he's telling me to do because of, you know, who the kid is and who he's not is, is, is something that, that, that I think I would have, would have helped me actually be able to do it and be able yeah. to have a smoother time there on it. You know what's interesting is that people do get married and they probably think parenthood is a certain, 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 they probably have an idea of what parenthood is, but nobody's really coached of how to be a parent. So how do you, do you, did you have a role model or did you look after how your parents parented you to parent your own children? So I definitely look at my parents as a role model and everything. Um, and the um, fun fact: my father, um, my father has been in, has been a principal actually for forty two years, and um, people come to you know have and now he's he's not well, uh, but uh, people have come to him all the time for for actually advice, and I I ask him a lot also even still now it's much harder, but you know I ask him as much as I'm able to say so definitely look up to my parents as role models and everything. But like I said before, I didn't see my parents doing what I'm doing now because they did it many years before I was born. So I never, I never watched that. So I never, I never got to, um, to experience it and learn it firsthand. Mm -hmm. um, and I should say my in-laws as well. My in-laws have a, a, a bunch of kids and, um, and, uh, and also, you know, my wife is not, like almost the youngest, like I am. But by the time I got married, there was no really little kids anymore. Um, so I didn't, I didn't get to watch and, and to see what's normal for what age and what I should be expecting or what I shouldn't be expecting. And I think I didn't even like know what to ask. You know, it's like almost like you think, oh, the, the kid's doing this, so we should do that. And you don't even think, well, well, maybe not. You know, or, or maybe that's totally unrealistic yeah. for this age child. I'm just, I'm really happy that you're bringing up these points because people don't talk about this. And this is why I'm happy to be interviewing you. Now I'm going to ask you this question. I'm wondering how you're going to respond. Do mm. you feel in your personal life that your oldest child has a disadvantage because you were new to parenthood? Now your other children, you already had experience basically. Right. So, 
It's a very good question. I don't want to come to come back and bite my older kid later on. <laughs> uh, he's actually a phenomenal, a phenomenal boy. Um, he's a great kid. And um, in in you know the halacha is that the bechor, the oldest child, um, if there's no designated inheritance, actually gets double portion. And one of the reasons that is brought down is because you know he's the guinea pig, so to speak. <laughs> I always wondered what that was about. Yeah, that's one of the one of the reasons that's actually um, brought down over there. And and you know that obviously there's a lot of truth to that, right? So, but on the other hand, in a way, you 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 put a lot of effort into your oldest child. So, it's it never it's never it's never like um, yeah. I certainly see now like with my younger half of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, I I ha like yeah. There's a lot of things that I'm doing with them that I never did with my older kids exactly. because I didn't know, um, and I wish I would have. But you know, about Shem, they're, they're good. But but um, but you know, I wish, I wish, I, I wish I would have known that. I think it would have been a smoother sailing, both for myself and my wife, and for my children. You know, for my my children, I think we would have gotten where we are now in an easier way. It could be even further. I mean, obviously, yeah. Never, you don't go back, and you know, you never know what would have been. But yeah, I definitely see a big difference between like with my younger children now, and my and 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 my older children when they were this age now me not being a parent you know i'm not married i don't have kids i have not done the parenting thing so that's why i think it's extremely cool that i can ask you these questions mm -hmm. what did you what was your idea of parenthood before you got married and what is your idea of parenthood now that's a very good question um so i have to be honest that i i probably didn't think about parenthood um, in, in, you know, I probably didn't think about parenthood, about everything that goes into it before I got married. You know, it's much more, even though I, 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 was, I was a counselor when I was a Bacher. You know, when I wasn't married, I was a counselor for a number of years. And, you know, I always was good with kids, like, you know, and, and with adults. And, <laughs> but I was always a people person. But, um, I remember even when I was like 17, I saw my father's principal, and I went with him to school uh, one day when I had an off Shabbos, and I asked him if I could teach a class. And, okay. um, and, he, uh, and he let me, but not, not, for, not for a long time, but he they gave me Pasha sheets, to, and, and it was Friday, and I taught a fifth grade class, which was officially the highest class in the school, I taught them Pasha. And nobody moved, like, you know, the kids, like, the Rebbe went out in the middle before my father come show him that, like, you know, the kids, so I always, you know, I always enjoyed kids, and I always was working with kids, and I remember, you know, I had older siblings married with their own kids, and I remember telling my sister once, you must just sit and laugh all day from watching your, you know, your, your kid make shows all day, and she was like, well, I don't really know if it's like that, you know, so, 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 I don't know that I saw it from a perspective of what I am going to have to do for my children to help them become the uh, the adults, you know, the Hashem's help that they that we all want them to become. Um, I, I think I, I thought of kids in a whole different way, as you know, it's fun, it's gishmak, and there's, right. there's there's so much to do it. And and then it was only a, you know after, not even after you get married, it's more like. 
after you have children and they and all of a sudden you're like you're 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 dealing with it and and then you realize oh there's so much more to this that needs to go into it you know would you mind me asking you being a parent and you're saying you're you're good with kids what was your first experience of pain as a parent like something that just didn't make sense you were like i did not think i would have to deal with this as a parent so I really, I really think it, it was um, going back to what I said before when, you know, you know you, your, your child needs to go to sleep, right? I mean, it's a very basic thing. Like it's not healthy if they don't, don't go to sleep and they're supposed to go to sleep. And I think the fact that I wasn't able, you know, in my mind, I needed to get him to go to sleep. So the fact that I wasn't able to do that in a way that I thought that I was able to do that, I think was the was the real, you know, was 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 something that was yeah. hard and unexpected. You right. know, other you things like staying up at night. And listen, like you, right? That's I'm assuming what you were thinking. In a way, yeah. I mean, I didn't. I, I, I'll tell you the truth. I, I remember when, as a counselor, the counselor to fifth graders, um, you know, in a local day camp here in Lakewood, and we went on a on a big overnight. Um, we were staying overnight in like a, a water park okay. and they had like the water park gave like a couple guards that they stayed with us the whole night and the guards were sitting there and they're watching TV. They're watching like a portable TV mm-hmm. and I, they were in a separate place, but I told my bunk, come, let's go somewhere and I'll tell you a, a story, you know, through the night. They like that, you know, just them, but whatever. And they went ahead of me and I come up and I see my whole bunk standing there with the guards watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, how am I supposed to get them away from that? Like, it's so tempting, right? And I wasn't sure what to do, but I just went over to the end. I said, boys, let's go. And they all came, every single one of them, right away. Um, and we went, we had a great time. We did a spooky story, and, you know, everything was great. But I never, I don't think I ever experienced that type of experience of not, being able to get the child where I wanted to get to um, in, in a pretty easy way, honestly. Right. And that was a little bit eye-opening for me, especially when it's your own child and you feel responsible and you feel like you need, you know, the campers, okay, I have four weeks and I'm done. But, you know, with your own child and they're so little and you, you, don't, you don't think that you did this with your parents and why would they do that with you and it, it just, you know, can open up a whole uh, Pandora box where you feel like this is not, you know, I, I can't do this and why is this happening? And is, is there something wrong with my kid? Is there something wrong with me? And um, now just throw this out there now because really a lot of it comes from the fact that we don't understand what exactly we're supposed to be doing with our children and what exactly we should expect from them. And the fact that we look at our oldest child as much older than they really are without even realizing. Um, all these things lead you to, led me, honestly, to, um, to, 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 to a frustration, to a frustration where I couldn't use, I, I mean, Baksham, I, I, I happen to have these koiches with kids, and I, I use them to this day, you know, with my own children, mm-hmm. um, besides for other people's children. And, and, and even and I wasn't able to to use them in the proper way when my old children were younger, because 
I didn't have a correct understanding of who they are, how old they really are, what the proper expectations are at that age, yeah. what my job is as a parent to these children, um, and all that, even even though I'm someone that worked with kids before, and my father's been in, it's very successfully in Chinat I have a brother that's a principal also, you know, it's, it, it, you know, the, the, but I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know, and I didn't even know to ask, you know, and I didn't, right. and, and I, I can tell you even when my oldest child was six months old, we, um, we were away for the summer or something, and we went somewhere, and they said, okay, we're, you know, whoever wants to bring their kids, we're going to see the animals. And I was like, yeah, let's go. We ran onto the wagon. My six month old, he had no idea what we were doing or where we were going. Right. It's, it's, you know, my perception of him was very different than reality. That's very interesting. And I appreciate you sharing that. I will also say being a counselor is now, you see, is extremely different than being a parent. Completely different. What do you think would have helped you at the beginning stages of being a parent um, to help you understand the children, you know? That you have. So, so let so let me let me answer that this way. I um. My, my life took an interesting turn. You know, I I assumed that I would learn in Kyle for a number of years, and then, um, and then I would become a rebbe because like I was talented with kids. You know, chinuch is in my family, and, and that you know that's where I was heading. Um, came a point in time that for whatever reason I felt that I needed to get a job. You know, pretty soon, mm -hmm. and in order to become a rebbe, I had to go to like this course, and it was already in middle, so I couldn't come in then. So they said maybe the next year, but right then I needed to do something. Um, I have a sister-in-law that's a very, very big ABA therapist. She's a CBA, and uh, we were by a family simcha, and I remember I was sweating away, running back and forth, putting all my things in the car and my kids and everything. And then she turns to me and she says, "Bachmanasha, maybe you want to come work with me." you know, with, with what, what I do. I said, what do you do? She said, well, it's hard to explain. Just come. And um, I, I didn't know. Do I want to do that? I want to, like, like it's ABA therapy. It's ABA therapy for anybody who doesn't know is very, is very behavioral-based, meaning based on the actual actions and behaviors that the mm -hmm. person does. It's very different than mental health, but still, it's, it's, it's a, um, not, not, I don't mean mental health, it's very different than, like, social worker, psychologist, et cetera. But, um, but, but still, it, it's a therapy, and I was never involved in the therapy world. I never thought I was going to end up there. So I was like, do I really want to go be a therapist? Like, no way. Um, I wanted to become a Rebbe. So I asked my father what to do, and he felt that I should go for it. Um, he brought me to, he brought me to, uh, uh, to Rosenblum, and Rebbe Rosenblum couldn't really talk then, but somehow or other, my father decided that he said that I should do it or at okay. least try it. So um, so I, I did it. And the next year, I actually wasn't like I wasn't going to become Rebbe. It was just like I was going to do it for now. So the next year, I um, so next year I took the Rebbe course. And I, you know, I started being into it. And, at, and, and I was doing well in it. Um, but at some point in time, I realized that I had to put all my focus into one area. Do I want to do the one-on-one? Or do I want to you know, become a Rebbe? And it's like nothing is going to work halfway. So I thought about it for a while, and I, I realized that I really enjoy the one-on-ones. Like, the one-on-ones is my passion. So I started doing the one-on-ones. I was very successful in that company. Um, and I worked there for a number of years, and then I realized that there was a need for uh, ABA really targets kids that are diagnosed with ASD, which is 
autism spectrum disorder. And I was working in mainstream schools with children that were diagnosed with ASD. And I realized that there was a lot of children that are not diagnosed with ASD, that are regular, you know, typically developing children that are going downhill fast, either behaviorally or socially. And nobody's really helping them, like the school social workers. So they're able to help some of the kids. But, you know, some of these kids are not, they don't see them every day. They only see them once a week. And for sure, the social worker that's not in the school yeah. only sees them once a week, you know, even off ground. They're not even like there. And it, it, it wasn't, you know, for, for some kids it was good, but for a lot of kids they were just falling through the cracks. So, what so did I you started, what did you say? So what did you do? So I, I started this, this program um, to help these children, which I believe is the only, you know, the only thing that runs as it runs in, in, in Lakewood. There's nothing comparable. We're... Um, where I come in every single day and I meet the child every single day, but for a short amount of time. So it doesn't feel like a never case. You know, I'm not like a therapy type, but I do have that, that background. Mm-hmm. And we're able to work with the school, with the parents, with the child to really move him, you know, turn him around. Um, so through that, we're embarking that's been very successful. And I have, I don't advertise, you know, the, the school's, uh, recommend me, and, and people that have used me recommend me, and social workers recommend me actually, and Baksham, that's very, very nice. So, mm-hmm. I, um, but but through that, you know, I'm working with a lot of parents, and through that, I realized, hey, there's so many parents that are going through the same thing I went through with my oldest children. And I was getting as clients a disproportionate amount of oldest children. Wow. And, and there was a reason for it, you know. Yeah. And it's not that the parents are not good parents. I mean, I consider myself a good parent. It's just that we're, we're, we were, we're missing information and we're missing how to implement that information. So, um, so therefore, they, they ended up, you know, the problems, they, they start off almost as not really problems. Mm-hmm. And then because of the information that's missing and because of the way we deal with it, it ends up getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it has to end up by me. What is the process? Like, how do you help them? Because I, I, I like that you started this because this was your struggle. This is why I, I brought you on the show is because I enjoy finding people who went through a struggle and then overcame that and did something from that struggle. And this is exactly what you did. You had a struggle being a new parent. You didn't really have guidance. You know, there's no college, as I said before, for, for new parents. And here you came and you created some sort of way to help these parents. So how do you help these parents? Okay, so how I help them is like this. I've created a course, um, so to speak, with about seven components of really of mindsets. And what that means to say is that a lot of what we're doing, you know, a lot of people will pick up the phone and say, my kid did this, what do I do? And I'm like, you have to back up. Before saying, what do I do? You need to understand the child. You need to understand what your role is as a parent. You need to understand why the kid is doing it. And then we start talk, and, and then we start talking about what, what to do. So, for example, I'll just give a very quick example. There's a very big difference between someone saying, my job, like I said before, someone saying, my job is, which is what I said, my job is to make sure my child does this now, mm-hmm. or my job is to train my child to do this when he becomes bigger. And what I realized is that, like, really, the Taiwan and really every society exempts children for their behaviors. And there's a reason for that. The reason is because they're trainees in progress. And it's our job to train them. So if I, if I would have, if I would have, 
just taking it from a, a, a listening perspective, if I would have realized that my child needed training and listening, instead of needing to go to sleep this second, then, then I would have not gotten frustrated. I would have tried to figure out what way works best to train my child to listen. And now let me check for progress over the next number of weeks. So this way, when it happens again the next day, I don't get frustrated. Oh, I just dealt with this yesterday. It's happening again. Or to be more realistic, when he comes out of bed in three seconds, if you put him in, mm-hmm. I won't get frustrated. Oh, you came out of bed again? No, right. that's expected. This is what I need to train him to do. And this is really what my Rashiba was telling me. It's telling me a way how to train him. But since I didn't realize that my job is to train and not to make him do, I didn't think it was working because I didn't have the patience to allow that to happen. I didn't know to check for progress. None of this is his fault. He didn't know that. I didn't know this. Right. Right? And I didn't know to ask it, which is my point. I didn't know to ask it. Mm-hmm. And, and, he, he, um, and, and I would have known to check for progress rather than for results right now. And we could have had a much smoother road and to, you know, to that eventual goal. Do you specifically um, help parents with their firstborn or this is for any child? Or like, cause you're saying the difference between a firstborn rather than the younger children. Right. So this, this course that I created and, more, and, and, and um, it's really meant for, obviously I've done parenting as part of my work with, with people older than me, with people old, with kids much older than my kids. And, you know, I'm working with their child and I guide them in, in how to, you know, what is best for this child at this stage. But I have this passion for this specific thing to help the parents not go through what I went through and to help them avoid having to backpedal everything um, and, the, and, and to really set up from the beginning a, a, a way and mindset how to effectively structure your parenting so that you go for, you're on a much smoother road from the beginning. So what, I, what I've set up over here is something that's designed specifically for parents that the oldest child is between the ages of three and eight. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and, and to work with them to go through these seven structures and guide them in how to implement it, check back for the implementation, and see how it really works for you in your house with your children because everybody's life is different. Do you feel, though, that every child is different and every child reacts differently because people have different personalities? Let's say there is a kid that you know, won't listen to his mother and you do these trainings with it, with the parents, do these trainings. And it's just, this kid is just not listening. Like, does it work for everybody? These steps? So, so yeah, I believe that these steps do work for everybody um, when done properly and when checking for, you know, for progress. So the kid still doesn't listen. But is he not listening as much as he used to not listen, Uh right? So that's what we want to look for. And that's really the difference between taking this training and not taking it is what are you looking for? You're looking for, oh, you know, yesterday he he screamed back at me that you're the worst mother in the whole world and I hate you. And today he said the same thing. But but did he really? Because yesterday he was screaming for an hour straight and he's been doing that for the past week. And then this week he only screamed for 45 minutes straight. So that's what we call progress. But if you're not looking for it, you won't notice it. You'll just see, oh, he did it again. 
So, and and it, it, the difference that it makes is really transformational. It changes your whole parenting experience and, and therefore changes how your children actually react to you. How has your parenting, I'm excited to ask, because I know in the beginning you were saying that was your struggle. You know, you're just thrown into becoming a parent. How has your parenting changed? Not the view. How has it actually changed from when you first had your child till today? Because today you're giving all these trainings, so you understand it. I don't know how, how young your children are now, but in general. I have, um, you know, all the ages that I counsel on, basically. <laughs> and, um, and, and it has changed, but I'm going to be very, very um, open about this, that, that when, you know, all of us as parents, we're biased in a way. You know, and it's hard for us to take ourselves out of the situation and look at it from an objective standpoint. And I go through the same thing with my own children. However, being that I do know all this information and I tell people that all the time and I'll say, it's funny because I will get off the phone with a parent and I'll say, oh, so that's what I should do with my child, what I just told them. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And there, there is a definite, and my parenting has, has changed dramatically in, in the way that I am focused on, on, on um, in the way that I, I am focused on, I'm trying to, to, to say this without like bringing you into my house a little bit, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, in, in, instead of just, it, I, I, I'll put it like this, the frustration level on my end, and therefore my children's end, has lowered tremendously. And that's true even for my older children. So um, because I'm much more, I'm much more um, focused on what is best for the child in the long run, rather than on personal feeling, which let's be real, everybody ends up with personal feelings getting in the way of almost all the relationships, unless you're focused on that. So therefore, it, the, 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 what I'm doing yeah. is much more focused on their development and therefore can attain much better results and keep the whole frustration level much, much, much lower. That's so interesting. And talking about feelings, you just shot something in my brain. Um, talking about feelings, do you feel that you are able to love your children even more now because the frustration level is lower? So, and you want to be more, you, you basically want to be around them more, let's say, like play with them, games, baseball, you know, all that stuff. Right. So I think that's something that I always knew I wanted to do, you know, have like fun with my kids. Um, yesterday I went on the swings with the little ones, you know, they, they yeah. enjoyed that. Um, but, you know, obviously as life gets busier, it gets, it, it's hard. But uh, to bring up a, you know, to bring up a point of what you just said, that the, we're, we're focused much more on connection rather than on like straight love. Because, well, I guess that's what I meant, connection. Right, and I think, and I wanted to say that, that you really transitioned from like love, love them more to spend more time with them. And spending more time with them builds connection. Connection allows natural love to come through. It's one of the courses, whatever, different, different topic. But, um, but yeah, so, so, so the, I definitely, you know, also because of my work, and I, I work with kids, and then my kids come home, and they're complaining, you know, this one, that one. I'm like, I do this all day with other people's kids. I can for sure do it with my own children also. So I'll definitely, you know, sit down with them, 
let's work it through, let's figure it out, you know, and let's see what we could do to, um, you know, take a walk with my daughter and discuss our friendships and whatever, and let's see how we can affect this friendship in a positive way. So I, I definitely very, very thankful to Hashem for the field that I'm in and the work that I'm doing. It has definitely helped me tremendously within my own personal life. Do you have Rabbeim that back you and your program? So, yeah. Um, so Amari Rav, I'm not going to say his name without it. You know, I didn't ask him for permission to say this. I, when I, you know, he's, he's always backed me in, in, in what I was doing. When I mentioned to him about the parenting thing, he said, how do I get people from, you know, from, that I know needed to come to you? I'll pay for it. Um, but, uh, you know, so that, that, was, that was very nice. Um, and, um, and then there's two very big mechanchim in Lakewood. Um, one of them is, is Rabbi Levin that was, you know, I went through all my things with him and he was, you know, he said, this is, yes, 100%, everything or one. It's so necessary and it's so correct. Um, and then, uh, and, and then there's someone else, Rabbi Anisfeld, who mm-hmm. used to be a principal and now he gives like classes and courses for Rabbeim, for for principals, for, you know, people come to him with their problems. He actually sends me a lot of kids. You know, he sends me a lot of kids to work with. And um, I spoke to him also and I told, you know, started telling him about the parenting thing and I was telling him different, you know, some of my main points. And he said, this is what I've been saying for years. Wow. <laughs> and how are we going to get people to come to you? <laughs> I don't so know that's, anybody uh, that's doing what you're doing. Um, so I, I think that it, it's a big thing. In other words, starting from the beginning, setting yourself up right. Before, what do I do? It, it, there's so many mindsets that need to go into it. And then when you sit together with your spouse or, or whoever, or anybody, and you have a whole different framework through which to see the behavior, you don't feel that pressure, that need to do something in the moment. I'll figure it out with you later. You know, what's we'll the day I want to talk about it and we'll decide what to do. Because I know where I'm going. I know where I'm heading. And I, I really feel that, like, you know, I actually gave these, these courses a couple of years ago as, like, a one-time class and over. And I, I felt that it was very limited. You know, I felt like the person who gained the most was somebody that took 100 million parenting courses before that and didn't stop sending me messages about how it helped her. Wow. But that was because she was able to, I, I basically gave a dump load of information with no follow through. And it was a problem for the other people that came to the course. Um, this person was able to utilize it because they had so much background they were able to fully understand where I was going with everything. So it was really helpful for them. Right. But that was, that's why it's so necessary for me to really help people walk it through, take it into your own life. This is how we're going to implement it. This is what we're going to do with it. I will say also, though, that I do know, um, I gave recently a, um, I gave recently a, a, a Zoom class on one of my subjects. And um, the response I got was like, amazing. Like the best thing I got was like a whole bunch of people afterwards were like, I need the recording for my spouse. I, I thought that was like the best, you know, the, the, best. the best recommendation. I just got off the phone with somebody the, um, the other day. He said, every single thing that you said I, I, I'm guilty of, I said, not guilty, not guilty, just, you know. And, uh, and, and, and we're working on, on, on taking it back. And not only that, my brother-in-law was a major social worker. We were telling him over some of the things, and yeah. he was going crazy. He called his wife to tell her, but, I, you know, a whole thing like that. So I, 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 I'm also working on putting all for somebody that, you know, the, the budget is less. Uh, they can't, you know, they wouldn't be able to to do the actual coaching. I'm also working on making Zoom classes out of all of them for, you know, a much smaller amount. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then they could get the, they could hear the classes in a cheaper way 
mm-hmm. and then do the coaching in you know in in in, in much fewer sessions. It sounds so intriguing. It's like, I want to sign up for this already because even though I'm not a parent, I just think that it's important to understand this before you even become a parent. Everybody should listen to this. Now, just let's get technical so that my listeners could understand how they can sign up and everything. First of all, how long is the course? So um, like I said before, the, the giving it as a class in a one chat, I think is very, very little benefit to it. So what I designed now is an actual coaching course where we do it as a group and it's on Zoom. That way you could be from anywhere or could join the group. And we and once a week we go through it's about seven different classes and we 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 give the class and it, go, it focuses on one mindset or, or two mindsets, whatever, you know, whatever ties into that thing. And then we talk about it, you know. We discuss it. We give homework for it. The next time we go through, how did it work for you? What happened? Were you able to do this? You know, and in what way? And every little, every everybody's answers are going to be different. Um, and then after we finish all that, then we have another. That takes about a month. Um, and then after, and then we have another month of the opposite. We'll get on, and you'll tell me. You know, this is going on in my house. What what should I do? Now we're talking actual doing because we have the background information. So what should I do? So then we'll say, okay, we, we learned the steps. We understand the children. Let's take that and formulate a plan. Yeah. Um, and obviously this follow through in between the calls and, you know, I'm available and accessible. And I hope also to make, um, I didn't do this yet, but I hope also to make like, uh, you know, a group, a group WhatsApp, like between the parents themselves to be able oh, to give themselves. Um, you know, like chizuk and, 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 and things like that. And how do um, you sign up for it? And so, is, is it also like anybody could start at any time or or you start at a certain time and do it together? So if, to do it as a group, we, then then you have to start at a certain time and do it together. Okay. There is also an option of doing it on your own. Um, if we if we do, if I get all these recordings up, which I will, but I don't have them up yet, then obviously you'll be able to do that also. Um, to sign a up, yeah. Well, it would be these seven classes, but uh, but they're recorded, and you right. can buy the recording, and then and then um, and then afterwards to get to to for, to get for me to help you to bring it into your house, then you know we we could do sessions just for that, which obviously would take a lot of the course down, right, 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 right. for the people. Um, How do you sign up for this? So they sign up by emailing me at bmadlin11 at gmail.com, or they could call or text 732-833-3102. That's amazing. And is there anything that you have not shared yet that you want to share? I can't remember anything. You did a a great job. I'll just end up with one thing. From my um, class, you know, someone messaged me that it was phenomenally helpful for them. Uh, they actually want to sign up for session. Um, the only thing that they, they said, the drawback was that they're feeling guilty. You know, they're feeling guilty from uh, that, that, that it's their fault, whatever they, you know, whatever the kid is not doing right. So I just want to say one thing that now they didn't, they didn't sign up for the session yet. They didn't get, they only got, you know, that one class. Um, which is a problem because they only heard that one part. Really, you need everything together. So I just want to say one thing. I one of my classes is called No Guilt, and it's it, one of my paper that I wrote. It says on it, super important. 
And I just want to give a message to all the parents out there that as long as you're, you know, doing things basically normal and you are, even if you say I come home every day and say, I'm not functioning, I'm not functioning, I'm not functioning, chances are 99% of the time you're doing a great job. And every time that you mess up or do something wrong, whatever, sometimes it will actually be a mess up or something wrong, your child will still be fine as long as you move on from it. If you dig yourself into that guilt hole, the kid might have a much bigger problem. So the only thing you should ever feel guilty about is feeling guilty. Thank you so much for ending off with that because I was gonna say, before we go, can you give us a little like sneak peek into what people will you know, be learning, a little bit of that, and that's exactly what you just did. It's so intriguing. Like I really, if you can like send me a link, I actually really wanna hear about this because it's never too, no, you're, it's, it, I, I really think it's never too early. Why not? Why should people, before they have children, not listen to this? This is important. It's Only like once they I, make mistakes? No. Right. It's like before, when I took you know? Shalom Bayez, when I learned Shalom Bayez before I got married, I was like, I should have learned this years ago. I mean, I have a mother. I have sisters, you know. <laughs> you know, there's other ladies in your life. You don't know, you know. So, like, I think you told me, right, that you had your nieces and nephews and, you yeah. know, so, 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 um, there's in other Israel, actually, in I'll, I'll share right. with them. So I spoke to you before Israel, before I went to Israel for Pesach and I was super intrigued with what you do. I was like, you like jumped into parenthood. It just got like thrust upon you. Basically you didn't have any teaching or learning about parenthood and things you weren't sure, you know, like what is happening? Like, am I doing the right thing? You know, different things come up in parenthood and you were saying, but then you understand like a three-year-old is a three-year-old that's how they're supposed to be acting and a seven-year-old is only a seven-year-old that's how they're supposed to be acting so when i went to israel and like one of my nieces or nephews were doing things i remember saying i was like okay i just spoke to baruch Manasha adlin and i realized i had to speak to you before i went to israel because i'm just saying okay they're a three-year-old this is how they're supposed to be acting you know like right. this is how the child's supposed to be so i do appreciate that and i think you're doing immensely like incredible work for this world and for all parents out there. Um, I really, really do think that what you're doing is important because I don't get fired up about about every little thing that I hear and this is firing me up because it's really something that's so important. And um, I really hope that so many people um, go and sign up because this is gonna change not only their life and their connection with their child, but their child and their child's connection with their children. So thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to get the message out there. <laughs> You're very welcome. This is Hebrew Hits. We just heard Baruch Masha Adlin talking about how you can change your life and your children's life. By joining his course, you will learn all the secrets into literally changing the lives of your children. If you have not yet subscribed to Hebrew Hits podcast, go subscribe on YouTube at Hebrew Hits Radio and you can check out all of our episodes at HebrewHitsRadio.com. Again, I'm your host, Malia. Thank you so much for being here with me. Have a great day.